your guarantee. Are you ready for my lock of the lock of the week? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's let's get into it. Get into get into some fi- actual sports. Uh, there you go. Uh Rafael Nadal is going to lose uh his next his next match. He will not make it to the finals of Wimbledon. All right. Well, I I was I I beg the difference. I I had him. I was paying attention because I knew he had the leg injury. Wimbledon is a tough. It's not his best surface. It's a tough, 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 tough place for him to play. Uh, he also injured his oblique today. I live bet uh, the American uh, Matt Fritz this morning when he came back and won the first set of the match, got him at plus 165 and he just could not close. Has only he's only played 14 five set matches. Uh Nick Kyrgios is not going to have that issue. He's playing the best. He's maybe a top five grass player in the world and he's just a head case. So he's never made it to a, a semifinal of a, of a major tournament. I think he is going to absolutely hammer Nadal. I think he really? plays dominant. He plays big. He's currently going off at minus 155, and the spread is minus two. Uh, I absolutely fucking love both of those. I, I will bet against Nadal. I think... I think he is going to lose in four sets, and I think he is not going to play in the U.S. Open. Really? He was serving. He was serving. I believe he got some sort of like cortisol shot in his ab, his abdomen, like, and apparently he is not serving in practice because obviously, in your serve, it's all about core rotation. Uh, I don't think he will. I don't think he's got a shot. Kyrgios plays too heavy. So I'm going to hammer Nick Kyrgios minus 155 and minus two for the spread. I I think that is in terms of tennis. I think that is that is a lock. If you want to wait and see if Nadal comes on strong in the beginning of the match, uh, I might also, if Nadal can look competitive in the first set and I can get Kyrgios at better odds, I might live bet him in the second set. Damn. Because I think as the match goes, I I think as the match goes on, uh, Fritz just couldn't press and it was fucking driving me crazy 
the dude was just given like Nadal normally serves like 115, 120 sometimes, generally averages around 10. He was serving under 100 miles an hour. That's a second serve, and he just couldn't do anything to it and was absolutely getting worked at the net. And that won't I, – I don't see that happening to a, a better player, a more experienced player. So there it is. Amazing. There's your there's your 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 fit of the your pick of the week. There it is. Pick of the week. All heavy against the doll. That is tough. That is tough. Well, honestly, I would take if if it wasn't for the abdominal injury, I would I would hammer that plus one thirty on the doll. He just looks so rough at times that I don't I don't see it. Is it uh, safe to say that uh, uh, Djokovic wins this? Djokovic is minus 1,400. Now, Kyrgios, I think if by some miracle, again, I don't see it happening, doesn't mean it can't. He's Dude's got a ton of experience. He's, at the moment, the winningest player in tennis history in terms of majors. Uh, Nadal basically won today based on experience. He had more experience. He knew what to do. He played the big moments the right way, and Matt Fritz, never been there before, had some issues. It is what it is. Uh, I just think Djokovic will eat him for lunch. I like There are so many times Nadal's a lefty with heavy topspin, and Fritz just kept going cross-court, cross-court, mm-hmm. forehand to backhand, forehand to backhand, and he just wouldn't. When he was off balance, instead of going down the line, he kept going cross court, which I get. But at some point, you got to try something different and you got to get in front of it, throwing down the line and hope you can get him on the backhand. And he just never did. Djokovic has one of the best backhands in tennis. That's always been his thing. He has a his backhand is maybe better than his forehand. He matches up great against Nadal. He matches up great on grass. He is generally one of the healthiest players and has the most stamina of anybody. Uh, I I would hammer Djokovic. The issue you're going to run into is I'd be curious as to what Djokovic Kyrgios would look like in terms of Vegas odds. But I mm-hmm. mean, right now he's going up against like not a bad player, a guy who's played pretty well and Djokovic struggled his last match. I didn't hit you up. I should have hit you up. I didn't hit you up. I got Djokovic plus 165 down two sets the other day. He came back three sets straight to win it. Convincingly. Jeez. Convincingly. Like, just snapped out of it. Uh, and I, I didn't get anybody in time. Uh, by the time I got there, he'd already won. And, like, even down, down two sets, he was plus 165 at the most. And then was immediately like minus 115. The craziest shit. Uh, but like minus 1400, there you can't win money there. Right. He was <clears throat> minus 200 by the time the tournament started to win the whole thing. That's crazy. That's like Tiger Woods in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, he's minus 400 to win it right now as a futures bet. So, yeah, it's kind of hard yeah. to win money betting on uh, on him right now. So Yeah, it's crazy. He's minus eight for the games and the over under is at 30 and a half. Like if you win six, four, six, four, six, four straight sets, that's a fairly competitive 
tennis match, you would just barely hit the under. All right. Question for you. Stupid bet or don't touch it bet? Uh, Cameron Norrie plus 775. I don't see it. I mean, anytime you can get plus 775, it's worth throwing a unit on because he's playing well. I mean, he's in the Wimbledon semifinals and Djokovic is coming off a five set match. So there, it, there's always, you know, there's always a chance. Um, right. I put money on, on much longer shots. I just, that's so tough, dude. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's really tough. I mean, basically the over under is at minus eight. And if you, if there's only one break point in each set, uh, and Djokovic wins in straight sets, that's like the only way you hit the oh, minus eight. Like they're basically <laughs> expecting Djokovic to roll. Jeez, it's wild. Yeah, which but is crazy. Might... Which is crazy because the first two sets he looked so bad the last game, so bad. Yeah, I think, like you said, it's the semifinals. I mean, obviously, Cameron played very good to get here, so I might put a unit on plus eight just because you never know. And I don't know. I might stay away from this plus 775. Definitely might stay away from that. But as the Wimbledon is rolling along, the rest of the world is going bonkers welcome to money back guaranteed my name is angel i am with the host jay and we are going to talk about the wonderful world in sports and i think we just have like a cat i got it the title for this show trade because we're going to talk about two of the craziest trades uh, a couple of trades that need to happen pretty quickly which sounds like it could happen next week and um, some college football schools trading different uh, alliances and not working with uh, the Pac-12. Pretty much the Pac-12 is in shambles, but we'll get into that a little bit later. First, I don't know. Let's flip a coin because it's just each one is just amazing of how to play it down. But I feel like just because you're a Baker guy, let's start there. Baker Mayfield has a new home. He is with the Carolina Panthers, and it is going to be absolutely wonderful. It is going to be great watching Baker there. Now, Carolina said that this is an open quarterback competition, which I think is absolute bullshit. Matt Corral is a rookie quarterback. He is not going to be experienced enough to play in this league right away, especially with the Carolina Panthers coaching staff. Sam Darnold, we already seen what he has. He's great for the first four weeks. I jump on the train, and then he just goes downhill from there. And Baker Mayfield. If he's healthy, he's a dog. What do you think about Baker Mayfield being in Carolina Panthers and also Robbie changing his tone? Throw it all in there. Uh, what is your I, – I would, I would ask you – who are your winners and losers in this trade? Because right now, my losers are the Cleveland Browns, 
Uh, uh, I, I think I think the Cleveland Browns right now. This is a massive L. Robbie Anderson, massive think, L. Sam yeah. Darnold, massive L. And I think Baker Mayfield. It's a W. And I think Christian McCaffrey. It's a W. I think we're gonna do it again, man. Just how we did it with the Deshaun trade. We are going to rank the winners and losers on this trade, starting with Baker Mayfield, the Browns, Deshaun, the Browns fans, and Carolina. Rank them. Uh, am I ranking from loser to winner or winner to loser? Uh, winner to loser. Baker Mayfield, number one. I'm Absolutely. going... I'm going Carolina number two. I'm going Brown uh, Browns fans number three. I'm going Deshaun Watson number four. Uh, Sam Darnold number five. Is that the last Sam one? Dar- <laughs> no, Browns organization was the last. Browns organization number five for sure. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. Biggest loser for sure. Uh, Baker Mayfield, fresh start. We talked about it before. I think this is a closer offense to what he ran in Oklahoma. As yep. much as I love Nick <clears throat> Chubb and I love Kareem Hunt, I love that duo. I love that offensive line. It's still a pro-style offense that Baker had no experience running and was thrown into as a rookie. I think that the success he had shows more about how good Baker is at playing quarterback position than it is about necessarily the Browns as a team. I think a back like Christian McCaffrey is something he hasn't had. He did kind of in cream hunt. They just didn't let him play that way. Right. I think you throw a lot of gun. I think you throw Baker in a true offense with more spread characteristics. He'll be more successful. Obviously he's playing hurt. So, I mean, anytime you can get the fuck out of Cleveland dub Carolina, (laughs) Fifth round could turn into a fourth. You only are paying half the salary and you have two free agent quarterbacks next year. Cause Darnold's this is last year, right? It was two year extension. Yep. So you have worst case scenario. You've got two contracts off the books that you don't have to pay or you can get for cheap. And you have Matt Corral learning behind two people there's no pressure on Matt Corral now that you've gotten Baker like yeah nobody's expecting him to play nobody's saying oh better start Matt Corral like you just traded for Baker you're paying him money uh they're not going to fault you for kicking the tires on these quarterbacks uh three Browns fans why this is a great excuse I've seen it a lot for you to stop being Cleveland Browns fans (laughs) as someone who lives in Minnesota enough is enough when they keep trading good players, spending a ton of money on people who are going to be suspended for the entire year, this is a perfect excuse. And now you can morally say you're not a homer. Like you're not a trader. You know what? <laughs> I just refuse to cheer for a team that employs a sexual predator. No one's going to say shit. No uh, can. Deshaun Watson, you no longer have any risk of anybody taking your job. Fuck you, Baker, should have scared you. Fuck you, Jacoby Brissett, doesn't scare anybody. Nope. (laughs) Martell's Bennett thinks he's more of a dog than uh, Jimmy G, but 
That's that's about all you have to worry about right now. Dub, 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 dub. Uh, Browns organization. That's a fat L. That's the fattest L. Like you and Sam Darnold are taking fat L's together, because <laughs> like there's just like you've done everything wrong. You might get sued. You did no due diligence. You are paying two hundred million dollars and three first round picks. For a guy who probably won't even play this year if Roger Goodell gets his way, you uh, have a dude who is, at the very least, a fan favorite. Like, he might have pissed people off. You might not think he is that great of a quarterback, but people in Cleveland like him. And he's the first person who's, like, wanted to be in Cleveland forever. Mm-hmm. Yep. And now, Can't yeah. find the guys like that. And now you <laughs> might be rolling out Jacoby Brissett for an entire season. Yeah, and guess absolutely. what that you know what that means? You know what that means? If you roll Jacoby Brissett for an entire season, that means you gave Houston a top ten pick. <laughs> yeah, the Browns absolutely are losing their fucking mind. The trade goes down with Baker going to Carolina. The Browns are paying ten point eight five million dollars of that contract. So for me, the biggest loser absolutely goes to the Browns fans. Because they have to watch Jacoby's Brissett for 17 weeks and look across, look behind their shoulder, or get home and watch fucking Baker Mayfield light it the fuck up in Carolina. Take him to a two seed. Let's be realistic. Oh, two seed. And, <laughs> and, and you got to see him in week one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was, that was going to be the most fantastic part. But yeah, you have to see him week one. He's going to come in wearing uh, what powder blue. It's in Cleveland, I think, too. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Baker is going to come out and big fuck yous to the sideline. He's going to take his helmet off, run down the sideline. It's going to be wonderful. He might be fuck you to the fans, too. He's like, no, y'all ain't like my commercials. Fuck y'all. Just through and through, it's going to be a big old fuck you baker day and the nfl needs to like learn that you need to flex games week one through week 17 sorry no one gets a no one gets a schedule that they like all year you can be flexed at any time because there's no way in hell this should be a noon game where you see seven highlights no fucking shot uh Browns organization, yeah, like you said, top 10 pick going to Houston. They're going to have to pay most of Baker's money. They're paying for a quarterback success on another team as they have to watch Deshaun continue to settle cases. And right now, it sounds like Roger Goodell has his feet on his desk just contemplating either one year or two years. Yeah, Roger Goodell. nothing. Indefinite. Yes, he is definitely going to put him up for maybe two years. That is exactly what the Cleveland Browns organization has done to themselves when they put themselves in a wonderful position. Move OBJ, bring in another guy. Landry's happy. Baker's healthy. You get another run at it. But, well, here we are. Uh, Carolina, this is a this is an intriguing move because they only have Baker for this year. 
So if Baker explodes, what are you going to do next? Because this is Matt Rue's last year. You're not signing Matt Rue, even if he he has to take you to the second round of the playoffs. So now you're losing. Now you're just like you got him. You're giving up a fourth for not this year coming up, but the 2024. So it was was a risk. Fuck it. Not to not to like change the subject because I do want to come back and finish this. Taylor Fade, Sean Payton is going to make more than the highest paid player in the league next season. Yeah, Jerry Jones is paying him. Bro, I mean, uh, like, like low key, dude, he could pick any coaching vacancy and get that job next year. Like, I'm just thinking, like, you take the offense that Carolina has with Sean Payton's system, that would be nasty. And, I I mean, Baker's drawn comparisons to Drew Brees. Like, if you don't want to deal with Jerry looking over your shoulder, that's not a bad pick. And if Tom retires, that division's wide the fuck open. I mean, 10 years, $357 million get it done. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you want success? There it is. And you have to make him the GM because you can't afford the GM. So you and Drew Brees and Drew Brees looking for a job. He'll be your quarterback coach. Just tell him you want him. There you go. Somebody would want him. The only person in the world, Sean Payton. His kids would rather run around with Tom's kids. Anyway. <laughs> So, yeah, the saga for Baker has finally come to a close in Cleveland. We're closing the door on that. And Baker gets a fresh start. I think he is going to – I'm not a Baker fan. Not. I think it's because – probably because of the system he was in. It was a very easy system. You're handing off the ball. You get a couple of shots at throwing it downfield. Now Baker has to really sling the ball. Going to be interesting. I really hope he has some success right now. I think he might be in a Johnny Menzel type of trajectory without the drugs. Like he's going to play here, might suck, then have to go somewhere else, might suck there, and then he might be in the XFL. At the same time, I, I don't think he'll ever be in the XFL because I don't think he needs the money that bad. Uh, but like, for a receiver, they say you have to get involved early because if you don't get involved early, like you, you kind of like lose your touch. Like you don't see the nope. ball, you don't get used to tracking it. Like running that kind of offense, like they did in Cleveland, where you're constantly handing the ball off, handing the ball off, and then it's like, okay, now drop back, read a defense when you haven't been doing that for eight plays in a row, and try to find OBJ while he's maybe where he should be. I mean, that's not something that's great for a quarterback, especially one okay. when you're running like primarily like the more the easier it is, the more like uh, hopefully that guy's open because I don't want to then I'm, you know, scrambling, you're reversing the field. So I, I do think it'll be a more successful experience for Baker and Carolina. I don't know how it could not be. The fact that he's I mean, just you have, healthy. He has weapons, too. He has Robbie Anderson that runs the, runs the field. He has DJ Shark that is a definite top five receiver when he has the uh, quarterback that gets him the ball. You have McCaffrey that, I mean, if he could get you a full fucking season finally in his fucking career after the first two years where he was a star, 
you can have a real good success. You have Chuba Hubbard as his back up, and he's great too. He plays that type of scat back as well. Moali Cox is your tight end. You have other pieces. Baker has a shot. I think Atlanta Project is still way too much in the works. Um, Tampa is super solid. You're not going to fuck with them too much. And um, who's the other team in that damn division? Tampa. Saints. 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 Uh, Saints. You know, Saints, new coach. Jameson's there. They got a receiving core. You don't know what's going to happen there. You really don't. So he has a true shot to make some big noise in a division that's pretty wide open after next year. Because Tom's done after next year. That's what happens, dude. That's what fucking happens. Talk about my fucking guy like that. You get cut the fuck off. (laughs) Come on, man. It's coming down to an end soon with that guy. Has to be. Uh, All right. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out for them. But moving on to another trade, which we live in this state, wonderful state of Minnesota. How about we just say the state of Minnesota? And they have made a... Fabulous trade. Absolute amazing trade. They have traded off Patrick Beverly, Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt, Walker Kessler, our first round pick of this year. We have also traded traded our second round pick of this year, uh, LaBarbos. Then we have traded our 2023 first-round pick, 2025 first-round pick, 2027 first-round pick, and 2029 protected first-round pick. For Kevin Durant. No, 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 no. Kyrie. No, 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 no. Rudy Gobert. Now... The wonderful fans of Money Back Guaranteed know my true feelings for Mr. Rudy Gobert. Hey, the and, trade got uh, the trade got an A on ESPN. Oh, oh, wait for the for the Jazz. It, it got a D for the Timberwolves. Oh, okay. Whew. I was wondering. I was like, if that's the case at ESPN, boy, fire them all. But um, Rudy Gobert. Um, they are uh, moving into a new style of NBA, they say. That's what I read from the real insiders. And I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, the league is always like like the NFL, pass happy. It goes right away, boom. Get the best receivers, get the best quarterback, long arm, cool. The NBA went into a small ball league, all four spots shoot, all five spots shoot, excuse me. Everyone can guard everyone. They play well, okay? There's a couple teams that do play two big men, and they're somewhat successful. The Boston Celtics with Al Horford and Robert Williams, the smaller unit, but still big men. 
then you see Stephen Adams and uh, Jared Jr. for the Jazz. They played well. There's, there's a thing about those guys, though. They all shoot well. They all can shoot from the three, drop buckets, this and that. Rudy Gobert can't do that. Now, granted, he is a three-time defensive MVP. He's a great defensive player. But I've always said, if you can't score the ball, it doesn't really matter. Now, you see him sometimes go for 30, 25, 20. He only averaged about 14 points a game. We need scoring down in the paint. Because Cat doesn't want to do it. But now you have two seven-footers. You have sold your whole future away. You don't have that spark in the locker room that you desperately needed, it seemed like. You needed a Patrick Beverly in the building to celebrate a playing game when, like, it's the fucking NBA Finals. You needed that guy. He's gone. Maybe Ant can step up and be that guy. But you have another problem. What are you going to do with D'Lo? Does this mean D'Lo staying? Because that's your only true credible point guard now. Everyone else signed deals. You're not going to, this Booker fantasy is all over with because Booker signed a deal. And you already traded away all the pieces for Rudy Gobert. And people forget that Rudy Gobert and Chris Finch have a little history. <laughs> they don't really like each other too much. They didn't really like each other when they were in Utah. Which is great. Which is what you want so, when you're just paying somebody that kind of money. Yeah. And, he's 34. Yep. Paid him great. He paid a uh, cat. So you're pretty tied up to get quality bench pieces because you trade them all away. And the worst part is Walker Kessler was a seven-foot big man that rebounds and scores. Oh, you know he's going to be really fucking good now. If you had, if you ever had a doubt, like now he's going to be very fucking good. Uh, if you play fantasy basketball in a keeper league, Walker Kessler is your guy because he has that Minnesota magic on him. Because he was drafted here, or he was passed up, or some craziness. But Bro, Minnesota he's gonna magic always works. He's gonna be like Wiggins in Cleveland. He's just gonna cook Minnesota for fucking so many points every time he plays us. No, Bro, dude, it's no. Walker Cousins is gonna be a top five center in like five years. Did you see cats? Cat retweeted some dude. Now, cat, now that they've aren't going to make him play the five and it's like some jackass doing like and one mixtape dribbles. Yep. yep. Bro, just say you're soft. Just say you're fucking soft. Would that make you feel better? If he said, I don't want to play big. I want to shoot the ball. Bro. He's not going to say it. At some point, but, dude, you're not he's the, saying it at the same time. <laughs> at some point, you're not the best shooting big of all time. You're just the biggest shooter. Yeah, like that's he, cat. 
That's cat. Listen, listen though. Listen. He doesn't have to work on his inside game anymore. It's good to have because, you know, you're seven feet tall. But you really don't have to do that anymore. If he becomes a better shooter, all this makes sense. But you're banking on you're banking on Cat being that top three player in the NBA. Shooting consistently like shooting guards, but can guard all five positions. And Cat can't be that yet. And I don't think Cat can ever be that. It'd be it'd be nice to see. It'd be it really would. I want I want to see. I'm not even a Timberwolves fan. I, if they made the playoffs, you know they're here and the energy's here or whatever. But you know I'm a Warriors fan. But watching this shit every single night's gonna be interesting. I I mean, again, you have to do something. I get that for this kind of a haul though, and you're not even gonna protect the picks. Right now, you're two injuries away from that being a lottery pick. Yep. And while if it was a half-court basketball game, I really do think this matches up matches us up better with hypothetically like a Golden State or a uh, Phoenix. Man, in a in a half-court in a full-court transition game, I think this takes us back. Because the only explosive player you truly have that you can count on night in and night out, drive in, drive out, 30 minutes a game, is Anthony Edwards. Cat's going to take his time off. He's going to get soft. He's not going to want to get in the lane. He's going to want to get out there on the wings and shoot his 33% threes or whatever the fuck. And D'Angelo Russell can't stay healthy. I don't think he's a great facilitator. Uh, again, I'm not even I wasn't even like a massive Patrick Beverly guy like Jared Vanderbilt, whatever. The fact that you didn't lottery protect those picks just in case is ridiculous to me. Not even like top five. Like you didn't not even like top like top five. You couldn't like top three protect like just nope. in case. Like, yeah, well, I don't know. They did. Yeah. <laughs> when Rudy Gobert is no longer under contract no that's in three years Has, hasn't been at all <laughs> for like multiple years yeah that's when like the the long rebuild uh i mean obviously you get a championship out of it what do we fucking know everything's worth it but yep man you are trading away the longevity of your team it's crazy yeah and who yeah. made this decision? Like, oh, I mean, it's A-Rod and Glenn Taylor's guy, right? He's the one that made this trade and made it all happen and shit, which, hey, it's a big, ballsy move because now you don't have draft picks. And Minnesota isn't a fucking free agency island where people want to come here. And you're it, going into, like, one of – next year is going to be one of the heaviest free agent, like – superstar drafts of all time like you're going to be able to maybe pull something like this is and with Wembenaya out there Wembenaya is that right I think it's right Victor uh, this is a fucking great year to tank it it is a great year to tank I can think of worse things than having multiple lottery picks potentially in the next five years with a seven foot three guy who moves better than 
the number two overall pick in this draft. Yeah, but hey, they still have a pick for Bronny, so who knows? I mean, at the same time, I don't know. Like, <laughs> so if I'm trying to think positive, which I don't like to do, uh, the Wolves team right now, they should have been the sixth seed if they didn't choke it away, and they should have been a playoff team to begin with. I, I don't necessarily think you can consistently look at number 19 through 32 and pick out a consistent superstar in every single draft, let alone for the same team. Um, so, I mean, on the one hand, like I get moving for something that's just God, when you put all of that together, that's rough. And if you have a guy like uh, Anderson on the wing who you picked up out of Memphis, if he struggles, Kyle Anderson, uh, man, you're going to miss Michael Beasley. Cause he was clutch in the playoffs. He showed up. Yeah. Yeah, like that in his young youth. Suit. Yeah, young youth on that bench that we traded up is kind of crazy. Vanderbilt was going to be a very, very solid piece for Minnesota. And to give him up on this trade, kind of wild. Uh, Beverly is going to be interesting. I think they're going to buy him out of his contract, though. I think he'll be out of the, He won't go to Utah. So. It's interesting. They're, they want to make a step into the new way of future where they have these two big men, seven-footers, starting and dominating the inside and hoping that shooters have bad nights. It's it's a good test. I just really see, I really hope that they can truly find a way to get some good guards in here. Good guards put around Anthony Edwards around these bigs because that's one thing you're missing memphis they have big guards they have the big guys they have john moran they have baines they have guards that can shoot and play big and then you have boston come on now tatum brown smart you got guys around these bigs in minnesota you have the bigs and you have anthony edwards Fuck it. You want to throw D'Lo in there? Sure. If he could fucking show up. But it's going to be interesting. I don't know. I want to see. I didn't look at the futures for Minnesota, but I'm sure they probably went up. They're probably one of the favorites in the West to be a top three seed. And they should. I mean, that's what they did it for, right? I mean, that's what they tell me. <laughs> I fucking hope so. Yeah. And then um KD stay on basketball. KD is rumored all over the place. All over the place. He is rumored in Portland, he's rumored in Warriors, he's all over the place. Still undecided. But the one that has some actual movement is the Lakers in the net swapping Westbrook and Kyrie. There are a lot of rumors saying that they can get this done, and there's a true possibility it happens if Kyrie wants to go. Does Kyrie make this happen? Bro, I'm I'm so sick of trying to figure out what the fuck Kyrie wants. <laughs> like, I... 
How many games is he going to play? He's always the victim. Is he going to go with KD? I mean, can you imagine KD and trying to get Kyrie up to Canada to play for Toronto? I mean, there's medical reasons why you can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's it's. If you had to bet right now, throw your money out there for Vegas. Where are these guys signing? Um, I think Kyrie does end up in. I think Kyrie doesn't end up in L.A. I think he ends up playing for the Lakers some way somehow. KD is so tough, man. That's so tough. I think he goes to. I think he ends up. There are no odds on Kyrie, but there are odds on KD. Do you want to put money on it, or do you want to hear what the odds are first? Yeah, what are the odds? Uh, The favorite to land Kevin Durant, Phoenix Suns at plus 200, Brooklyn plus 300, Toronto plus 350, Miami Heat plus 500, LA Lakers plus 900, Golden State Warriors plus 1400. Uh. Portland is plus 1,600. New Orleans Pelicans plus 1,800. The Sixers plus 1,800. Uh, there are many other teams, uh, but just for you, the Minnesota Timberwolves are plus 5,000. Plus 5, I don't know what you want. Are 20 fucking 20 through 20 or 2030 through 2040 first rounders? <laughs> Yeah, that could happen. I mean, plus 5,000, you're trading away Cat and fucking Anthony Edwards. Put Rudy and KD together. Cat, Rudy, and KD. Let's just go back to getting tall people. Fuck it. Yeah. Fuck it. Just like, all seven-footers. Like, Fuck Like it. the Warriors didn't just win the NBA Finals with a death lineup. That was all under 6'2". <laughs> Uh, NBA is weird. Hypothetically, though, if Brooklyn gets what they want, which who knows if they will, because they're currently the second best odds for KD to play there. Mm-hmm. Two first round picks, that's nothing. But they also want allegedly two all stars. Phoenix, I don't like. The other issue is Kevin Durant seems to think he can pick who he plays with in terms of who they give up for him, which right. is tampering. I know it's not right. tampering if he just posts it on <laughs> fucking Twitter, but like all stars for Phoenix, that means you're signing trading Aiton and what Chris Paul. Pretty like, much. Shit, yeah, they're not. You're not giving up Booker. No, that's not happening. Yeah, I would love for Katie to go back to the Warriors. Again, two All Stars though. I'm sure they'd want youth. Like, I mean, if you could do like, sorry, like Wiseman and Draymond, Wiseman and Clay. No, go Wiseman and Poole and a couple picks, and that's about it. 
That's what you get. Yeah, and then you just bring up bring up the guys you have in the summer league, or and those guys will work. You put them enough around enough stars where you get Draymond, Clay, Curry, KD, all back together. You'll be just fine. You add Wiggins in there as well. Or if they take Wiggins and Poole, you have Wiseman. Yeah. You just created a really super league, which I don't think that happens. Maybe Poole, Wiggins, Wiseman, and a first can get it done. Yeah, I think the Warriors have enough really good young talent that I don't think you give up the future to get KD back, especially after Steph took his game to the next level. Yeah. Man, it's going to be interesting. I really hope he goes. I mean, you know, I would be, it'd be funny if he goes to the Heat. I think that'd be pretty cool to see that happen. Um, or he just starts over. Go, some, go to OKC again. Build with those young guys. <laughs> it didn't work in Brooklyn, and you don't want to be there. So, I mean, you look at KD's career, he's never been the most interested in building shit. Yeah, that's true. Like he's been, he did it as a young guy in OKC and then never wanted to do it again. So, I mean, if you could build up a team in Vegas this summer, I'm sure Katie would love to go there. Regardless of anything, you put that, put him in there with a whole bunch of bums, he'd be just fine. Trolling on Twitter while he's walking down Vegas. Dude, he for the stuff he fucking claims to care about and not care about, I don't think means anything. No. It's all backwards. And one, and one more basketball news for you. I was gonna come in here hyped. Chet Holmgren killing it in the summer league. That boy out here balling 23, 6, and 3 in his first game. Out here showing out for Minnesota, doing his thing. Balling, putting all the haters to shame, showing he should have been the number one pick. Uh, well, it was a little tough his second game. A little tough. A little tough. Yeah, because they decided to take it to him and play like grown men (laughs) and not people who are going to be playing in the G League next season. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, no, they're fucking. Yeah, I definitely thought, hey, you know what? It's summer league. It's the second game. He's just fine. But. He showed that he can do it in this league. He could get it done. I just need him to put on some more weight because you could tell that sometimes he tries to get to the basket and he's just not getting nowhere near. And just like wait till the Dirk Nowinski move, that was cute. But you got to understand that he tried to get to the basket and got shut the fuck down. <laughs> yeah, just wait till he plays against people who've already gone through puberty. <laughs> oh my goodness yeah he's not doing that shit on Aiden I can tell you that much maybe Bam Bam soft not that soft <laughs> alright so last week we talked about uh, UCLA and USC moving on to the Big Ten they're making their move across to play in the snow 
some good old California kids. But the Big Ten not done yet. They're not done yet. They are in conversations to add a couple more schools, adding Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, Colorado, and the Oregon Ducks. Is the Big Ten going to be the best division in college? No. Gotcha. But they'll be second. <laughs> they'll be second. I don't know how you can go through last bowl season and think adding USC and UCLA is going to be that big of a difference maker compared to the SEC. Compared to everybody else, I mean, it sounds like the Big 12 is going scavenging and they're trying to take the rest of the Pac-10, which I don't know what happens when the Big 10 and the Big 12 both have 20 teams. Are they both have to change their name to the Big 20. Why are we calling them the Big 10? It started because there were 10 teams and 12 teams. There are no longer 10 teams and 12 teams. <laughs> At least when the Pac-10 added more schools, they changed their name to the Pac-12. This doesn't make sense anymore. Someone's got to change their name. But that's neither it's here nor good. there. Uh, um, I think it's going to be great what they come up with, though. I think it's going to be so corny, so cheesy. It's going to be great. Big 20 is an awful name. Don't do that. Yeah, I I really don't <laughs> know what anybody's thinking. It's so weird because it doesn't make sense from a student-athlete perspective, but they're not student-athletes anymore. They're NIL athletes. Uh, mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense from a travel perspective like these kids are going to be on planes all the time like if you had taken it makes more sense to me in my mind for the big 10 instead of adding ucla and usc to start adding north carolina south carolina like try to get south carolina maybe to flip try to get duke like try Mm -hmm. to build up some of these acc schools they're closer to maryland it's on the coast. You can play Rutgers. You can play Penn State. I don't know. Maybe try to pull some big East schools like St. John's. I don't know. Like I feel like right. it makes more sense since you went Rutgers and you went Maryland. Why are you going East? Now you go cross country. So you have, I mean, if you sign Arizona, Utah, Washington State, and Stanford, Oregon, like if oh, you yeah. start signing yeah. these Pac-10 schools, you don't have enough to do that. I mean, if you're talking about schools that feel Big Ten, I think you go to you need four more to get to 20, which I think is what they want, 10 and 10. You go, what, Notre Dame? I would go, like, Stanford. Yep. I would go, and this is just what feels Big Ten. I would go, like, Washington, and then maybe go... I don't like okay. at that point so you throw, go at that point throw, throw Boise in there at least. Yeah, I mean I, Oregon sounds right. Otherwise, yep. go like Stanford, go Notre Dame, go Duke, go North Carolina. There you go. That way you help yourself out in basketball. North Carolina has been pretty good in football. Duke has had some years. I'm spitballing at that point. I mean, yeah, and. No offense to the Big Ten, but you also need to start getting in some shittier schools because otherwise the Gophers are never going to win a championship. Michigan's never going to win a championship. 
you need to sign some more like Vanderbilts in the SEC, some people who are going to put up two wins a season and then get their ass kicked. Need more Rutgers. So, I mean, (laughs) but I don't know, man. Like, it doesn't make sense. But now that they've started going west, I have no idea what the plan is. Do you try to get, like, four east coast, four west coast, and the rest are all Midwest? I don't know. I mean, if they're going Arizona, if they try to get Arizona State, I don't know what the hell's going on. Like, clearly, you're going based on, like, TV money and endowment, not any sort of academic standard or any sort of, like, Midwestern feel. You've lost the region. Like, that's part of what makes the SEC so great it is the Southeastern Conference. Yeah. They're not rec- they're not trying to pull Notre Dame into the SEC. The farthest <laughs> they'll go is Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> so I like I think you're going to lose out on a lot of the great rivalry elements that make college football great even though you're recruiting them in rivalry pairs. But, I mean, you recruit Arizona State, they have to play Arizona every year. Like, that's a rivalry game. They have an actual trophy. You recruit Oregon, they're going to have to play Oregon State every year as a non-conference game. I just think that's fucking weird. Yeah. And then, like, the teams that are going to suffer are going to be, like, these Jackson States and these mid-majors. Like, you're going to have to choose a competitive non-conference game. These teams are not going to get run by anybody but, like, Bama and Georgia. Because they're like, nah, we don't need anything else. Pretty much. And we don't – all our rivalries are still in conference. It's all about money, man. It's all about money. If the kids are getting their NIL money, the colleges are going to find a way to get their money. So – Angel, it always has been. It always is. Including this show. Hell yeah. <laughs> Time for our, our sports random roundup. It is going to be a fun one. And round it up with a shame of the week. It is going to be a great, great week. Started off with Jake Paul. Yes, sir. Jake Paul is back in the news. Tommy Fury is not able to come to the United States. His entry has been denied. So that fight is not happening. But Jay gets his wish. I get my wish. We finally got it. Jake Paul is going to fight 12-1 heavyweight Hazem Rahim Jr. on August 6th. Yeah. That name might be a little familiar because that is the son of legendary boxer Rahim. uh, Rahim. So this is what we wanted. We wanted to see Jake against a true legitimate boxing fighter that has a credible record and has a name. Here it is. 12 and 1 heavyweight. Jay Paul is going to step into the ring with a real boxer. Taylor Faye, he wins this fight? Uh, no, he loses. I have no really? faith in Jake Paul. I don't know what the, I want to know what the testing is. I still think he's on steroids. Uh, I am ready for him to go away. So I, I will continue to bet and cheer for him to lose. 
I am I a hater? Yeah, sure. Yes. Fucking I'm 100%. a hater. Hundred percent. But I think this this is what I wanted. Now, Jake Paul gets to go into the ring and truly show a skill. And if he's good and he wins this fight. And I want him to win by decision, too. I want him to, like, truly show that he can step in there, take some punches, give some punches back, and win. He's never going to go away. He's probably going to be one of the hottest names in boxing in the next five years. Are you ready for that? Are you ready for Jake Paul? Are you ready to buy a $65 Jake Paul paid fight when he's fighting one of the best for a title? It's gonna no. happen. It's gonna happen, Jay. It's gonna happen. It's gonna I, be like Con- Connor Mayweather stepping into the ring, like Pacquiao and Mayweather. Every time Pacquiao steps in the ring, you just had to watch it, just like Mayweather. It's the same thing. It's gonna happen, Jay. I and Logan Logan's in the WWE, so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> Both of them making incredible strides in their careers. And apparently he's broke because he bet too much money on crypto. Yeah, that happens to a lot of people. Look at Trevor Lawrence. RIP that signing bonus. (laughs) Uh, Next on the list, Joey Chestnut, the greatest champion of all time, Taylor Fade. I'm going to say fade. You are absolute, absolutely ridiculous. Joey Chestnut wins his 15th hot dog eating competition. He is a absolute beast. Putting down 62 hot dogs and one protester. Bro. And only having one leg. Joey Chestnut, ladies and gentlemen. Couldn't even hit true 70. American Couldn't even say have- on the 4th of July, you're going to hit the under on hot dogs? Here's my here's here's my thing. He here's, had a broken leg. Here's my shame of the week. Competitive eating. Bro, oh, he puts up here 63 dogs and one by 20. Killed it. Second place, no touching 43. Like, I don't know, Killed like. It. Clearly, America is just the best in the world. I don't. Maybe, maybe, maybe uh, other other countries aren't. You know, with the widespread poverty and impoverished nations, they're not putting up competitive eating champions. Maybe we shouldn't be celebrating America's excess at this time. But where's where's the next Kobayashi? How 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 are you going to cheer for a goat when there's no second place? Hey, man. He's that good. There can't be a second place. That good. Come on now. Shout out to the best champion in America right now, Joey Chestnut. He does it for the people. 72 is his record, man. If you're betting over 70 when he doesn't have a true comp, then you're done. His record's like 76. I thought it was 72. The over was set at 69 and a half. Dude, we're talking about hot dogs here. <laughs> yeah, six nine and a half hot dogs. <laughs> no, yeah, if he doesn't have true comp. Yeah, no, I lost so much money, dude. I lost so much, like, because I bet you, I bet the over, I bet, 
I put like a unit on over 78 or over 80 because that would have been his all-time records. All-time record is 79. And then I put like a couple, a unit on like 71 to 73 and 75 to 77. And then just in case, I figured if he doesn't hit 70, someone could beat him. So I put a couple units on the second place guy and (laughs) I didn't do my research into how fucking shitty everyone else is at competitive eating. Angel, I know you just lost all that weight, but we mean might need to get you training because I think you can hit 70. If he's going to put up this piss poor of an effort on the 4th of July, I can get 70 hot dogs in you in five minutes. It's 10 minutes and I, the soggy bread uh, is too much texture for me. You just, you just drink that. it, baby. That's so gross. <laughs> it's so gross. It's so, they just dunk that shit and they just fucking no, bro. No. I'm I'm a good old just mustard, you know, good. Bro, Minnesota also... legalized edibles. <laughs> like, I'm just saying, 70 in 10 minutes is doable. Do you understand? I will lose my hood card if I'm on <laughs> national TV trying to put down 70 glizzies. <laughs> just, <laughs> just glizzied up. Uh, no, nah, bro. I can't bring that bell home. <laughs> I can't bring that belt home. Oh, Joey Chestnut's a champion, though. Yeah, respected in his suburbs. <laughs> Out of your goddamn mind. Yeah, bro. Here's how I know he's not the GOAT. He's not the greatest champion of all time. Because when he goes to the bar to pick up women, they go, gross, you smell like hot dogs, and they walk away. He just smells like hot dog water for three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> just can't God damn. <laughs> oh, God. Just, no. Gross. Fuck it. We're going to have a hot dog eating competition here. No water. <laughs> it's just limit. No, no time limit. Just like how many. Oh, I could put Not down. One. I could put down at least 30. 30? Yeah. 30 hot dogs. Yes. In 10. Okay. How about a time limit? 10 minutes. How many hot dogs do you put down in 10 minutes? Three a minute's not that hard. <laughs> okay. I feel like it's not that hard. All right. We're, we're going to have to record this. <laughs> Jay goes for 30. Now I can't be seen in your hood either. <laughs> we're good. <laughs> they don't understand. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, just smashing glizzies. No big deal. It's all good. <laughs> The edits are going to be so great. (laughs) Can I eat something that's not easily photoshopped into a penis? (laughs) Well, if I can eat grounded up fucking sauce, it's like, this is one, right? This is one. This is one. (laughs) Covering with my hand. You give me one of those fucking uh, training camp fucking straw hats, and I'm out there, bro. You got me. <laughs> I can put my head down and just eat. I'm good. <laughs> good. <laughs> At the end of the fuck, I can see it take all serious. At the end, they're going to check my hat for extra hot dogs. 
No, we found it. <laughs> All right. Uh, next on the list, uh, the NHL breaks ground. True ground. They have hired their first black GM. Mike Greer is the GM for the San Jose Sharks. He is going to be running the show for them. What do you think about NHL moving forward into the world of, I mean, at least they found one, right? I, I, I That's how I think. I am, I'm, I'm like, damn, that's crazy. There's actually, like, I'm surprised when I see them out there. For I mean, real, I'm like, damn, bro. Like, my bro out there really skating. I really wish I could skate. I live in Minnesota and I never picked up skates. It was always basketball or football. I think if I would have picked up skates, I would have been great, especially as a goalie. I mean, we could teach you. I don't. I, again, I think it's it's a very similar to uh, to kind of the NFL with diversity. Where, I mean, the guys, the minority guys in the league who play right now, everybody wants them to be in the booth. Like every broadcast. I mean, yeah. even though they're a potentially disproportionate amount of them play who have played in the NHL, like they immediately get jobs because everybody wants to like fill out the booth and get diversity announcing and in public spots. GM's kind of just a shitty job when it comes down to it. If you can be on TV or like PK Subin has so much fucking money. Like if he doesn't want to do something, he doesn't have to do it. And he's got other options. So, I mean, the Arizona Coyotes had a GM who was uh, Latino. So, yep. I mean, there is plenty of diversity in the league. It's good to see this happen. I don't think it's a, a massive deal, but that could just be kind of my my blind eye to stuff like this. But, yeah, hopefully they do well. The San Jose Sharks, they, they have a lot of work to do. So, good for them. And, yeah, <coughs> hopefully they get something going. In the, uh, they have my favorite player on their team, though. That Burns dude with a big-ass beard. Oh, guy. Brent Burns? Former Minnesota Wild Brent Burns? He's my boy. <laughs> I mean, NHL, scores. NHL schedule came out today, so. Oh, yeah, we got to break that down. Get some tickets, too. Yeah, let's talk to you about that one. Yeah. All right. UFC 276 just went by, and it was a really, really good one. The best thing about it. Um, Izzy in the Undertaker entrance. That was pretty badass. I think that was probably the dopest thing about his fight because everything yeah. else is pretty fucking mediocre. Same old fucking Izzy. He came out, said he was going to put on a show. Lie. The only show he did was the Undertaker thing. That was cool. But that he was came in. He came in, a couple jabs, didn't look impressive, got the job done because he's a champion. That's good. I don't know where else can he go. He jumped up and it didn't work out for him. I don't know if he could jump down, but he needs to do something because this division is it's getting slow. And Middleweight used he... to be the shit too. Connor ran through those boys, and I, I mean, Izzy finished them off. Insane, but Izzy got to make a move, do something. But big news out of this UFC two seventy six card: Alexander Volkanovski. Wins over Max Holloway, cuts up Max Holloway, and probably one of the vicious cuts I've seen. That thing was wide open, like split. Like it was 
massive. But Alexander Volkanovsky shows why he's dominant, gets it done against Max Holloway, and he is not scared of the pressure. He was asked about moving up to lightweight, and he said, that is the goal. I want to move up to lightweight and fight for the vacant title because it's vacant right now because of Charles Oliveira's 1.3 pound over. Charles Oliveira, Alexander Volkanovsky for the light heavy or for the lightweight. What a fight. Do they, should he immediately get that title fight? Or do you think he should fight someone else first to see if he could actually get down in this division? I think he should fight someone else. Uh, I also think uh, Volkanovski broke his hand, so he'll be out for a little while. Yeah, time to train, get big, and and find that weight to fight good at, which is perfect for him, honestly. But there are dogs in this division, man. There's dogs up and down in this division. Charles Oliveira, Dustin Poirier, Justin Gaethje, Islam is waking working his way up. Michael Chandler just got a big win as well. You know, it is interesting. Very interesting. I mean, Connor's at 12. Still. Do you give him Connor? I mean, that... Or do you think he has enough respect on his name that he gets a top five guy, though? You know what I'm saying? Like he's bro, those top five guys, those top five guys are fucking killers. One through five for sure. Uh, I mean Alexander is no slouch, though, man. He cleaned up his division. He's fought guys twice and cleaned them up as well. Alexander is a great fighter. Dos Anjos is fighting like this weekend, isn't he? Yeah, he's fighting this weekend. He's against. seven. Do you feed him Dos Anjos if he wins? Because if Dos Anjos wins, he's going to bump up to like six. Yeah, no. Yeah, he'll go to six. If Michael Chandler doesn't get a fight anytime soon, then he might fight Do, uh, Dos Anjos, to be realistic with you. Because Islam isn't getting anybody but Dustin or Justin. No. I don't think UFC is ready to put him against Charles Oliveira. Not yet. But yeah. Man. I like it, though. Alexander Volkanovsky in this division would be fucking sick. You're adding another monster to this division, and he could hold his own. I think he really can. Yeah, he's a little shorter. His reach is not there, but everything else about him, skill-wise, top to bottom, is there. Charles Oliveira, whew, that is going – I don't know. That's going to be – Super dangerous because Charles Oliveira, once he gets you on the ground, it's like a serpent. It's almost like it's Khabibish, kind of. But against Dustin, Alex has a good shot at winning that. Against Justin, I think he wins that as well. Michael Chandler, he absolutely wins that. I think Alexander against Michael Chandler, Alexander sweeps him up. Chandler wants Poirier. Yeah, they got into it right at 276. They're going back and forth. Yeah, because Michael Chandler wants a top three guy. Not a lot of people are respecting Michael Chandler. He came in and looked a little tough. Now he got a couple wins under his belt. Now he's trying to 
holler at the big guys. A lot of people want to fight Dustin. Dustin is like the last guy to take out Connor. So yeah, everyone he feels like he's some god. Yeah, uh, honestly, at at some point they got to tell Connor to fight or retire. I think it's coming pretty soon too. I think it's coming pretty soon. He'll fight in he'll fight in November. I think that'll be his best move. Um, next on the slate, uh, Scherzer. Max Scherzer is back for the Mets. Looked great. 11 Ks, but they still lose Mets. <laughs> but the rotation is back. Max Scherzer is back in the lineup. DeGrom is going to be coming back here in a couple of weeks. We finally get to see the full Met rotation. Are the Mets the best team in the National League with this lineup? As bad as they sometimes look, because they look like shit sometimes. Are they going to make a true push in the playoffs? Uh, I mean, it's tough. They got to go through Atlanta. Atlanta's yeah. looking real good right now. That looks uh, amazing right now. That's tough, dude. I mean, they they definitely have the rotation, and they but the issue is they're healthy now. They haven't been healthy all year. They got to get healthy, stay healthy. Can they do that? Yeah. So yeah. far, uh, not really. But getting them back right before the All Star break is major. If they can stay yeah. healthy and really show their dominance and how they pitch, they're going to be fantastic. Truly, truly fantastic. All right, that is your roundup. Now it's time for Shame of the Week. Shame. (laughs) And I have a good one, which is a weird one at the same time, but it's a good one. Jody Allen. She is the owner of the Portland Trailblazers and the Seattle Seahawks. She is, she founded the teams, or excuse me, she got the teams when Mr. Paul Allen, her brother, passed away. In 2018, in Paul Allen's will, it stated that the teams would be sold off and the money will be used to give back to charity. Well, Jody Foster says she has no plans in selling the team anytime soon, but the teams will be on sale eventually. Ladies and gentlemen, he put it in his will. He was trying to give back. And his sister, his sister is holding it all back. Ladies and gentlemen, shame of the week. Miss Jody Allen. Shame. It's in your brother's will, bro. Like, I mean, if I owned a team and I wanted to give back to the people like that, I really hope, Jay, you would just, you know, make sure it gets done. I'll do it. Do what I can. You know, we're talking. <laughs> we're talking billions. We're just talking millions. <laughs> All right, real quick. If you were in Jody Allen's shoes right now, you selling the team, or you gonna hold on to it for a while? See how it all plays out. I mean, maybe you just wait and see if Dame resigns. <laughs> maybe wait. Maybe try to get KD in there. Add a couple million to that purchase price, 
Didn't we talk about it? Aren't no it's baseball teams that are like ridiculously cheap. Yeah. Basketball teams are fairly expensive. Uh, yes. So is a football team. She owns the Seattle Seahawks as well. <laughs> got, bro, a, got out of rust. So that Seahawks team is probably pretty cheap. Bro, I'm not, not, not even kidding. I'm not selling shit. Fuck <laughs> <Like> that. <laughs> Just immediately go. turned into a family team. Like, oh, no, it wasn't his right to sell it. <laughs> I'm, going full, I'm going full Leo, man. I'm not fucking leaving. Just go ahead and scratch that out of his last dying wishes <laughs> that was not there, and you're gonna keep the team. Bro, just Shame. wait to all these billionaires' kids who are getting left like one percent of Warren Buffett's like half of one percent of Warren Buffett's money. Nah, bro, when that old man is gone, that's just getting a lawyer's getting hired immediately to overturn that will. <laughs> Oh man, I just think it's fascinating. She, she should at least give back to those. Like, hey, here's the money until we sell the team. Well, here you go. Take that for now. Jody Allen, shame of the week, man. Honestly, if you own if you own the Seahawks already, just sell the Blazers and then get them to make the Supersonics again and buy that shit. Just, just have them refurbish teams and own those. And this he didn't own this. This wasn't his. <laughs> Ridiculous. All right. <clears throat> Time for picks of the week. Let's go. It's time for the moment you've been waiting for. The money back guarantee picks of the week. Money not actually guaranteed. Please gamble responsibly. I have a fun slate of picks for you, and I am glad that you mentioned Rafael Dollar earlier in the show because guess what? I am picking him to win his next match. I have him at plus 125 over Nick. I think Rafa Nadal has been in this situation before. Yeah, he's hurt, but he knows how to win. So at this situation, he's going to get it done. I really think he's going to beat Nick in this next round. Plus 125 seems like a steal. And I'm going to treat it like a steal because we're talking about one of the best tennis players to ever do it. So I'm going to take Rafa Nadal on that one. On Thursday as well, the Scottish Open. Starting off on Thursday, I'm going to pick Will Z. You know I'm going to take Will Zalatoris. That's my boy. I'm going to take him at plus 2,000. I am going to take Tommy Fleetwood at plus 4,000. And I'm also going to take Billy Herschel. Billy Herschel at plus 6,600, I think. These, these are my boys that are going to ride off into the sunset with. Last major that I, or last tournament that I bet on, all my boys was riding at the end. All my boys riding at the end. Did they win at the end? No. But I had something to watch on Sunday, something to scream at. So, PG Angel, oh. back at it. <laughs> back at it, baby. 
On Friday, I am going to hit you with the Minnesota parlay. Yes, the mini parlay, not the full parlay. I'm going to take Minnesota United at plus 205. I'm going to take the Twins over the Rangers. If the Twins lose in the 10th inning again, I will probably never talk about baseball again. On Saturday, I am going to take my UFC fight night pick. Dos Anjos is fighting this weekend. We mentioned it. And he is the dog. Dog. He is at plus 180. And we like fight night dogs here at Money Back Guarantees. So I'm throwing money at it. That's plus 180. And on Sunday, yes, sir, we are on the track again. We're at Quaker State 400. And I'm going to take Denny Hamlin at plus 1200. And I'm going to take Truex at plus 2000. Ladies and gentlemen, I got picks that are get me paid and get me full all summer long. So make sure you are telling my picks. I like it. I like it. I like it. Uh, I am taking, I'm going to keep it simple just because baseball odds are terrible at betting long term. And this pod won't be up probably until Friday morning. Uh, I'm going to take take uh, Nick Kyrgios minus 155. I'm going to take him minus two over Nadal. Nadal doesn't even know if he's going to be able to finish the match. He said, I don't know if I'll be able to play. So I just need one game. One game, test it, quit, win. Uh, I'll take that. Uh, I'm going to take Kyle Busch plus 1,300. And are you ready for the hater pick of the week? I'm ready for it. What you got? Tiger Woods misses the cut minus 105. Oh, what is wrong with you, man? What is wrong with you? It's Tiger. You don't bet on Tiger. You don't bet against Tiger. He's going to make it, and then he's going to quit. Yeah, well, I have him missing the cut. He's been practicing in an undisclosed location in fucking Scotland for the last fucking month and a half. I don't think it's enough. I think he's old. Uh, I think he probably needs to take a longer break before he goes and plays in majors. Uh, Lynx golf is completely different. Uh, yeah, I'm taking I'm taking Tiger to miss the cut. Sorry, can't do it. Can't not do it. Uh, minus 105 is just too good of odds. To be fair, Tiger to make the cut is minus 115. So it's pretty much a flip of coin. He's going to make it happen, man. How much is it for him to win it all? Plus 450. Or plus four eighty five, somewhere around there. It's not awful, but it's not amazing. He's definitely not a favorite. For sure. Yeah, man. Good show. Good show. One day a week, probably gonna be like a like a Wednesday night upload, Thursday upload, Friday, so you guys can kind of plan around that. We'll try to keep it later in the week so we can talk uh, a little bit more NASCAR, UFC, that sort of thing. Uh, other than that, Angel, you got anything for the people? Uh, make sure you're following us on IG. Make sure you're following us on Twitter. We are posting all our picks and we're giving you everything we got throughout the week. So you're make sure you're not missing us on our podcast. You can follow us on our pages. At IG, we're at Money underscore back underscore podcast. And on Twitter, we are at money back pods. Make sure you're following that. 
and make sure you're listening to every single podcast we're on all platforms money back guaranteed baby money's always guaranteed not actually guaranteed what am i this month i think i'm minus and i didn't even put a bet in yet uh i don't know we're we're both <laughs> minus zero at this point so no i don't start minus zero ever i think i'm a minus one <laughs> like handicap minus one that's where i'm at always <laughs> but hey i'm gonna hit a big bet i have a full slate of bets i think i'm gonna hit every now i don't think i know i'm gonna hit every single bet I think Will Z really gets it done for me. And Denny Hamlin owes me an, owes me a win, damn it. He owes me a win. But one time I didn't bet him and he wins. <laughs> you know he owes me one. You know he does. If not, I'm gonna get his people to call his people to call his people so you could get in time to with me. So we can talk about what's going on. These new cars can't be that fucked up for him. Come on now. It's like something with like a transmission and the engine and the brake, you know, all those like non-important things. Damn. But yeah. He got that dog in him though. Oh yeah, he gets it done. Come on now. He got that dog you know, in pep, him though. You know, you know them pep talks with Jordan ain't fucking fun. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, what the fuck are you doing? You get in the car. Too tall. All right, then. Oh, shout out to Jordan, man. He's on the 2K cover. Fucking A. Bring that up. 2K cover. 2K23. With Devin Booker. Yeah. That's the ultimate edition cover. 2K23. How do you not, like, if you're not going to put Jordan, I don't know how you don't put Steph Curry on there, but. Yeah, no, it's Jordan throughout, but he's sharing it with Booker, which makes no sense because Curry, Ja, Joker, Embiid, all those guys had way better seasons than Booker. Yeah, no, Booker had a down year compared to last year. Kylie must be fucking the fucking somebody over there. They're done, bro. They're done. RIP, true love is dead. Well, that's probably why. We're gonna have to start like <laughs> reviewing movies or something. Otherwise, this I, I can't do. MBG does TMZ too often. <laughs> hey man, we could start watching the Kardashians. We could review that. Okay, we'll see you next week, and we're not gonna do that. <laughs> have a great one, guys. Have a good one, y'all. <laughs>